from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I, I walk to Washington Square Park pretty frequently, and I wrote a piece about this earlier this year about the west side of Washington Square Park has very active, very active open-air drug market. And you go through there, there's like dozens of guys um, just hanging out, and there's constant drug activity. Now, a couple of years ago, you didn't see this. Yes, you would occasionally see someone selling weed, but people were not smoking weed. Now... And it's gotten worse just in the last few months. People are like openly smoking crack. There's guys standing there just counting out money. Uh, like a guy sitting there with like a count, like with a handful of little twists of, um, I mean, I guess crack. Just you know, sort of counting it out. You know, figuring out how much he has left. Um, it's a it's an ugly scene. You know, uh, heavy duty addicts like sort of stumbling through there and and, and you must figure too also that like with that somebody has guns someone some guns or knives and lately it's gotten to be uh, a little like more menacing like last night i was walking through there and they just kept yelling at each other like sit the fuck down like someone would come over to like get something and it'd be like sit down like i guess they don't want people i guess if, if someone's standing there passing money back and forth it's worse than if they're sitting whatever it was just a nasty weird scene normally i don't feel like there's any danger involved but last night it just yeah i'm I'm, there's gonna be a stabbing or something there yeah um it's an it's it's gross and this is like right in the center of you know nyu and I mean, there's like well, Washington Square Park is is in the middle of some of the most expensive uh, property in the city. Yeah, and rents are very high there. It's not. This is not a no, crappy this is neighborhood. No, no, no. That's the thing. So, yeah, uh, I'm not sure that things are um, are looking up. We've also seen a, a complete incompetence of a mayor who brings in Vision Zero. They spend however much they spend on it. The budget for Vision Zero is huge. And it was supposed to bring down uh, traffic deaths. Well, we have this year 25 cyclists dead instead of, uh, as opposed to 10. I mean, for the whole of 2018, 10 cyclist deaths, 25 so far this year. Uh, and yeah. you're like, well, I guess these bike lanes have not really done a lot of good. And we have, I mean, to say nothing of the $850 million uh what would thrive program which well, had the, no oversight and no results yeah the homeless problem is worse than ever and a lot of these people are, are mentally you know troubled i mean uh yeah you're right i mean just the other night i was walking on um 12th street by the strand and there was this guy just under the awning just shrieking and it was like the most horrible um now just a week before a crazy guy downtown homeless guy like murdered four other homeless guys just bashing them in the head and supposedly there was supposed to be all this outreach downtown right where's that but i saw this guy listen to this guy screaming I 
me screaming, I'm going to kill you. No, it was raining, and he was just, like, sitting under an awning. But but that's a quality of life issue. I mean, it's, shouldn't somebody be, like... um Someone from the Thrive Program, maybe, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Would this be considered a, like, red flag behavior, you know? Well, uh, I mean, the thing is, is... Um, look at it this way, too. The guy that you mentioned, Rod- Rodriguez Randy Santos, who just bludgeoned to death four guys, and a fifth one was clinging to life. He, he killed as many people as he could in the amount of time that he had. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who had been, you know, in jail or, or had been arrested and then bailed out a, a couple of times by these uh, uh, bail reform advocates yep. who uh, were students. Uh, well, one was the, you know, Bronx Freedom Fighters or whatever. And then the other one was like his NYU student group or something. Yeah. Uh, this, this will be, you know, the how it is once there's no bail anymore or whatever. But at some point in this process, did they not spot out the fact that, okay, here's a guy who was whistling in court, got into a fight with, uh, with the, with the uh, court officer and stuff. Why wasn't he referred to thrive? Why was he, I mean, he had, he had jumped on a store clerk on 35th street and bit him on the chest. Uh, he's, he's a drug addict, unstable individual clearly an unstable individual who's been arrested many times and had plenty of touches with the mental health establishment yes um but he was not and there's a number of things they could do i mean even i mean without having to institutionalize him yeah he could have been under kendra's law which is uh, assisted outpatient therapy where basically your ma- treatment where you're mandated by a judge to stay compliant with um, a doctor's regimen. Like taking medication or whatever. Taking medication, doing whatever. Counseling. Which has been shown to work, like just being under the court order. Uh, or you're going to like go to jail or go to a hospital. Yeah, maybe they have a suspended sentence that kicks in or something yeah. or whatever. Um, but he was not under Kendra's law. It's, you know, it, it's a... Um, it's an ugly situation. It's not as if like just falling through the cracks or something. I mean, this is not that unusual. No. Uh, and it's, it's, I mean, it's unusual that someone goes and like bludgeons four people on the street. Sort the of. The funny thing is, is like all the council members. It certainly isn't unexpected. And all the elected officials kept talking about how this was a problem of homelessness and a problem, a housing issue. Right. Of course. Because if you don't have a house, you get beaten to death. <laughs> Right. Well, Everybody I said knows that, I was right? saying, well, why why not call it a sanitation issue? Because if the streets had been cleaner, then he wouldn't have found the piece of steel that he used to go and yeah, bludgeon all the people. Really? Yeah. I mean, you got to put it on the, some construction team or something yeah. that didn't clean up after their, themselves. I mean, really, it's a um, it's a crime issue. It's, it's a mental it, health it's issue. It's a metal bar issue. It's a metal bar <laughs> issue. <laughs> it's a sidewalk issue. It's an anything but them issue, isn't it? I mean, Pretty like much. any anything but De Blasio and uh, Shirley McRae. Uh, you have a, a a piece in today's post that is uh, it's astounding what they're trying to do now. But you're you're detailing how uh, the council is pushing for more female firefighters by uh, they they want a quota and they they want. <laughs> it's it's a, a very large number, fifty percent to be women. Uh, well, what they say they want is fire department to work towards you can finish your apple before you answer if you want to. i don't mind eating my apple while I answer. <laughs> they want the fi- the firefighters to reflect 
the demographic composition of the firefighters to reflect that of the city as a whole. It says, yeah, ensuring that the racial, ethnic, and gender demographics of the department's firefighters reflect that of the city's population. Well, you know, maybe that's an admirable goal. And certainly, look, anybody who wants to be a firefighter, man, woman, who can pass the test and all the physical requirements, sure, why not? Thing is, at this point, there's like 8,000 fire firefighters or 80, maybe 9,000, and 1% of them are women. And that's after years of recruiting and pushing and trying to get attract them. Maybe women just aren't that keen on being firefighters Maybe in general. Not. Maybe it's, I mean, like, you have to allow for that, don't you? Uh, you quote something here, or you're, as you state in, in the piece, uh, of the nearly uh, 4,000 women who made the cutoff uh, on the multiple choice exam, uh, only 3.4% scored high enough to get invited to take the phys- to even get invited to take the physical exam. Yeah. As opposed to 6.3% of men. So uh, Okay, so maybe the women aren't just over half. Yeah, maybe the women aren't scoring as high. Um but the real point is that the city and we see this in the schools too. There's this obsession with the idea that like like holographically everything has to resemble the whole so every school district and then ultimately every school building should have the same demographic composition as the city as a whole Mm -hmm. the fire department must reflect the city as a whole demographically sure but the thing is not everything works out that way i mean how there's not that many women garbage garbage men oh a small uh percentage i would say one percent or so but teachers 77 78 percent of the teachers are women now suppose 10 percent of the teachers were women i think we would hear people getting really upset that that girls would be subjected to male teachers not having the right perspective i mean there's all Mm. there's all kinds of inequalities of outcome that are not necessarily reflective of discrimination, bias, racism, sexism, but that reflect, you know, different interests and different choices. Sure. Yeah. And, and for better or for worse. And as a fact, it's a fact, right? You mentioned here the teachers earn around 86, the median salary around 86,000 and 77% are women. Yeah. And that's actually more than what the median um, pay for a firefighter or a police officer is. So it's not like women are being shunted into these um, unremunerative Positions. Sure. I mean, as again, seventy uh, percent of the city's uh, twenty-eight hundred social scientists, sixty percent of the twenty-seven hundred lawyers, they they're coming out ahead in in all these positions. Yeah. I mean, maybe, and you know, there's all kinds of factors. Maybe okay, women. Fifty-five percent of municipal employees are women. You know, which is higher than the citywide average, say, in private employment. Well, you know what? Maybe there's good reasons for that. Maybe the fact that the city offers more generous maternity leave options for its employees. You know, women who want to raise children. I mean, there are differences between men and women. And there seems to be this resistance to acknowledging that. Um, no, it's it's almost heresy to, to acknowledge that. Kind of. You know, uh, it's it's strange how how strong that that has become in recent years 
mm. and how much that's been embraced by the uh, by the ruling class. Like, I mean, whatever you want to call that. Uh, there's a guy suing because of a happy hour at a place. Like, like why should ladies... Excuse me, not happy hour, ladies night. Yes, ladies that night. Ladies night. And I've wondered if that would happen. Like, why that didn't happen, you know? Now, finally, it's here, you know? Or, like, if you can't... If there are no differences in men and women, which they do say, then how can you possibly allow this kind of discrimination? Well... Those or, guys who are doing that are kind of doing it, you know, it's kind of like a troll. To make a point, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah they don't really care. Um, but they have a point, you know. I mean, on paper, which is the way all this stuff gets worked out. It's never about real world or what actually makes sense. It's about, well, on paper, this is how it should be. Sure. And the same way with, like, uh, training, you know, women, training women to be electricians, that's free. You know, if you want to be an electrician and you're a woman, that's free. They will train you to do that. You can be an electrician. You can go to electrician school, and that's that's not available for men. But if you're a man and you go to get it, then how can they turn you down if you say you're a woman? Well, you know, you, you sounds like it would be a good social experiment. It sounds like bad. it would be. Yeah, another trolling. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, like, what, what's the th- what's to be done here? Do you think the council is actually going to, to be successful in pushing this through? No, it's another thing where they're just like, they can't mandate it. It's just a, um, for one thing, I don't think it's going to pass because uh, it's not really a very important type of um, piece of legislation, but who knows. But, you know, again, it, it, if you look at what they're actually saying, they just want, like, studies and reports and goals and you know basically it sounds like they want to set forth that this is something that we should be trying to do yeah which is fuck that it's so stupid 50 percent of women should be firefighter or 50 percent of firefighters should be women is crazy it's crazy it never makes sense to me that they do it that way because because like again like you said you know all these other jobs that, that are dominated by women but it's like how they wanted for the stop and frisk numbers to be reflective of the population you know well they might not have been reflection reflective of the whole population of new york but they were certainly reflective of the population of the areas in which they were doing this which is where so much crime exists. That's you know right. What I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't not. It wasn't implemented incorrectly at all, uh, in my opinion. Maybe you know they went a little heavy on it. However, you know, hey, fucking crime used to be bad, and it, it was a factor in bringing crime down, no matter what they say. And uh, you know, nobody at the time was saying, "Well, you know what? Fifty percent of the people searched should be women." Right. You know, that was never a factor. Almost That's everybody true. stopping frisk is going to be men. That's true too. It, it, it doesn't work that way for everything. It, it, only the stuff. I guess they see firefighters like that's supposed to be like a, a traditionally male job that has some romance to well, it. Well, here's the thing about firefighters is that it's a, um, and th- you know, this doesn't really, this isn't the sort of thing you're supposed to say, but it's actually a pretty easy job. There's not that many fires anymore. <laughs> Occasionally a fireman like dies or whatever, and that's obviously terrible, but by and large, there's just, you know, fire safety regulations and the building codes have changed so we don't have like out of control fires anymore very often right so it's a pretty good job um, how often is there a 9-11 not very often <laughs> <laughs> but the pay is good and you don't you know so and look and traditionally it, it was a nepotistic system the fire, the firefighters here. It was like all like these Irish guys giving their jobs to their nephews and stuff. So, I understand that there's like some residual anger about it. Yeah, but, but you know what? This, this, back when they did it that way, 
it's even if that's I suppose it's wrong or whatever technically, but it's also there weren't as many lawsuits then, you know, and there there weren't as many like oh hazing incidents and whatever and like people with a problem because they were uh, they not as many people hurting their foot their third week of the job and get, right. just you know the firemen were better maybe. You know, it's it's maybe like here. Here's an here's you want to say that something that shouldn't be said. Oh boy, it was better under. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> it is now. I'm not gonna go there. Financially better, and uh, I'm not gonna go there. Yeah, well, there was less crime. I don't know. Uh, I never lived in in either. Uh, I never. I didn't live under apartheid or after. <laughs> so I have no. I have no subjective. It was good under. It's good after. <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining me, Seth Thank Barrett. You, Pat. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.